두둥 넷플릭스 두둥 Jesus Christ. That was Craig. Craig is scarier than I would have expected. No, recording. It's Craig. Usually Craig's are more like a quiet scary. It was the face of, voice of God, Craig. Yo, that wasn't God. <clears throat> Craigy. Robot. Ah. Voice of the robot devil. I'm, been, I'm here for your souls. I've been sick for a week. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being I, sick. I was born sick. I've lived sick and I'll die sick. It hasn't been that bad. Like, I've still been working out and doing everything I normally do. It's just a little bit harder to breathe. I'm just annoyed that I can't breathe out of my nose still after a week. I think it's the first time I've been sick in like three or four years, so it's pretty fucking annoying. It's always fun. You know, when you get a good sick after a long time. <clears throat> yeah. On Thursday night, my nose was like so irritated from being drippy. I had to take my septum ring out, right? So I put it in my pocket while I was making dinner. And then uh, after dinner, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to bed, but I'm going to take some Advil. And I put the Advil in my same pocket. Didn't think about it. Went to my room. Balled your septum ring. <laughs> I saw, yep, I saw my septum ring. <laughs> so anyways, I've been going through my stool with a coat hanger for the last three days. I just didn't worry about it. I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I was like, whatever. That's that one's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad time to find out you have diverticulitis. I'll tell you that. Diverticulitis. Well, I mean, it's like the particular one I swallowed is maybe the size of like a nickel, you know, in the, the radius, and it's uh, it was clasped together, and it takes quite a bit of pressure for it to open up. So I assume it probably just passed on through. Oh, another side. <laughs> I don't, yeah, you know, it hasn't, my guts haven't hurt, my booty hole didn't hurt, so, whatever, it's fine. How many days has it been now? Uh, three or four, so it's gone for sure. <laughs> Gross. Definitely out of there. Yeah, I was thinking, speaking of doo man, um, <coughs> this is just a separate thought I was having, based on, like, the type of diet that people have and, like, no one having bidets and stuff. Can you imagine how many people are walking around with, like, moderate to severe doo-doo ass all the time? I think that's been true for a long time. Um, I, I if, you, if you go back and read, I think we talked about this a couple times on, on various podcasts, but, you know, mm. you go back and read uh, tales from the 1700s, 1800s, everybody's got fucking diarrhea. Everything is a cure for diarrhea <laughs> back then. Yeah. And so they guess... all, and, and, like, the toilet paper was much harder to come by. Everyone had nasty doo-doos back then. Buttholes were just gross. I just, yeah, I guess I don't think about it too often, but for some reason I was at the gym just looking at people and like, you know what, people got probably got sweaty doo-doo ass in here. Even fiber, guys, by what that subreddit tells you. Well, it's wintertime. Does anyone want to get married? Uh, uh, probably Kyle at McFrenchProductions.com. Um, I'm on some yeah, and if we're just shit. a little bit popular, that we, that definitely would work. We could definitely send me find an email, a contest. 
What's your and it would, it would ruin us. That would be that we'd be canceled shortly after. But it, it would be great. Nah, it, like oh, what a what a reality show we could pitch. I you couldn't I couldn't be canceled for that. I've made it very abundantly clear on this podcast that I'm a, a fine upstanding pervert. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not out of character for me. To all, like mostly heterosexual John Waters type. Yeah. Like it's uh it's absolutely not out of character for me to do something like that. So hit up the email. I'm on some new shit now. I mentioned previously like that it kinda like mean girls. I'm done with that actually. I'm all about like I want someone who adores me. They're like desperate to be around me. Oh, so, oh man, that me reminds me. We uh we watched uh, Adam's Family's Values the other day. And uh, <laughs> uh like that, I imagine. Well, I was so one of the members of Twice, right? Um, oh god, here we go again. <laughs> Well, we did watch a Korean movie this time, so I guess it's somewhat open. We'll get to the movie eventually. I got a lot of shit to talk about this week. Since I was sick and I've been in my feelings, too, I've put a lot of thought into a lot of important things, like type of girls I need and stuff. I know Um, you were wondering what happened to uh, the last week's episode and the movie we watched last week. I will get to that, too. (laughs) Like I said, there's a lot of stuff to go over. It's a big week. This is going to be the biggest week for the podcast, the historic uh, 17th episode or something. (laughs) Oh shit! Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But anyhow, um, one of the girls in Twice, and obviously this might just be completely performative, but the performance she puts on is like she's just like really sweet, um, and she's like always like cuddling the other members and being like hella nice, and like when she looks at them, Spice Girls like, give you this whole routine: you know, the nice one, the sporty one, the sexy one, the other sexy one. For some reason, was called the scary one. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, when she, like, looks at the other members, like, you could, like, see love in her eyes. You know what I mean? It's like, uh... Like a dog, like a puppy. Yeah, something really disarming about it that I noticed while I was sick and watching, uh, twice, uh, media content. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, holy shit, like, uh... I don't know, it was just really disarming. I was like, that's what I need. That's the type of girl I need. I need a girl that looks at me like Sana from Twice. (laughs) Very good spot. yeah, if you're you fucking hella lovely, probably KyleMcVentureProductions.com. I don't got a lot going on, so we could spend a lot of time together. We could watch movies, <clears throat> like uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, <laughs> which is what we watched last week. It's another lost episode, much like years ago when we lost uh, Over the Top. I'm going to actually put this one out because we have my audio. So, oh, yeah, uh, it's, it's <laughs> you just imagine what the second, what, what your, your side of the conversation mm. was like. I think that's a fun. It's like a choose your own adventure podcast. Yeah, I think so. The gist of it was um, All Quiet on the Western Front's a pretty good movie. Uh, check it out. It's free on Netflix. It's for free. Free 99. What else are the important things? Oh, I have. I can't rec- I can't tell German people apart. We went over that. Tanks. Tanks are scary. Uh, Mustard gas is scary. I made some weird changes from the book. Uh, yeah, they had a bunch of like bureaucrat nerds in it, which is lame. I don't want to see that in a war movie. Those guys are assholes. I don't want to see anything about them, to be honest. I don't want to see bureaucrats in anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. What was it? Seven out of ten. It's a pretty good movie. Pretty good war movie. Maybe that's um, seven or a half, maybe. Ah. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan DNA in it, which is fine. That's good. It inspired me to watch another um, World War One. French heavy movie, but a little bit more whimsical. Mm, oh, that's a very long engagement, which is a good movie. Everyone should check that out. 
<coughs> it's probably free on the internet. I got it for free on the internet. You uh, you tend to get a lot of things free on the internet somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just lucky like that. Uh, um, I guess that that takes care of the last episode. Um, type of girl I'm looking for. Type of girl I need. Need me a girl like that. Need me a girl who likes to hug. That sort of thing. Um, let's see what else. Uh, oh, this is content sewer. I'm people's sexiest man. Legendary Volcel. Turkey's Kyle. Uh, I I am Sean. Sean Bowan from Capistra. People's sexiest man. Chris Evans. Hey, you know what? Not the worst they could have chosen. You know, I think he's a squinty-eyed bastard, but it's better than uh, Blake Shelton, huh? Yeah, I think he's cute for a <laughs> white, just like a white actor boy, you know? Yeah, he's so cute. He's cute for a Captain America type. Mm-hmm, exactly. Very American-looking. He's from Boston, so he's probably racist, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, Boston is racist San Francisco. I think, that, I think that's uh, what Bill Burr said. Uh, yep. San Francisco's already racist enough. In a different way. I've mentioned it before. If you talk to any boomer from the Bay Area, they have a tiered list of acceptable Asians. They will let you know. They'll let you know which Asians they prefer. <laughs> uh, speaking of, Content Sewer, watch the Netflix original films. We got a hot one from South Korea, Space Sweepers. Hot in the sense that, hey, I think I've seen this Cowboy Bebop episode before. Hell, Joseon. Or you know, ah, uh, you can kind of see the the uh, well. Well, I, I went retarded there for a second. Cut this. Need me a girl that's a little retarded. Ooh, ooh. Uh, <clears throat> you watch too much Amelie. Oh man, I've been I've been really feeling it this week. Uh, this Space Sweepers movie took a lot out of me. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> there's something about a uh, Korean um, melodrama. Where they they always push the right buttons for me, like this movie. It's like, oh my god, they gotta protect that baby. Why aren't they protecting that baby? (laughs) It was a lot of good ideas in here, I guess. My problem is like they don't really seem to focus at any point. So here's my opinion of it: is um, yeah, there's a lot of stupid stuff in it. It's pretty bad, pretty dumb, I'll say. But um, actually, kind of love it. Whenever I complain about Marvel movies, a lot of times people are just like, well, it's just like dumb blockbuster crowd-pleasing stuff. But Marvel movies, the ones I've seen, aren't even effective at that. This movie is. It's a dumb crowd-pleaser blockbuster movie. A lot of dumb stuff in it, but it actually accomplishes everything it's trying to do. And it's much more interesting than most Marvel movies, even though it is just kind of cowboy bebop. Um, And by that, I mean its themes are really obvious. They're like universal human truths. Um, the politics are really obvious in it, and it doesn't circle back around to being like pro-military like uh, a lot of uh, American blockbuster movies do. And uh, the characters are interesting enough. They're obviously very archetypical and just kind of, you know, the what craziest it is. fucking backstories. <laughs> oh my god, they're great. <laughs> yeah, it's badass, and a lot of there's a lot of um, technology magic and exposition in it, like just clear exposition happening, which you know, like Marvel movies, but. It's a dumb crowd pleasing movie, and it's shit. There's a little, there's good. too much exposition in this movie sometimes. I think the biggest thing is the biggest problem in it is honestly all the Western actors because they're like, oh, yeah, they're really bad. That always happens in these Korean shows, though. They had to get who they could, yeah. It was like, oh. yeah you, if you and I move to Korea, we'll be like two of the hottest actors around. I fucking I I want to move to Korea. I need me a girl that's Korea. 
You need me. You need you a girl that's Korean. That's not racist. Not yeah, the girl, the girl that is Korea. That's why. Need me a girl that's Korea. I like Korea. I am endlessly fascinated by Korea. Anyone who listens to the podcast knows Korea, Japan, yeah, Thailand. Weeaboo. Um, yeah, I'm like uh, cutting edge weeaboo though. We've talked about it before. I'm, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm different than those guys. Uh, yeah, I don't think mine's like the uh, fetishization or exoticization or whatever of Asian no, people. It's more or like you, it's, you're a professor of. I uh, know. I just uh, like. I don't know how to explain it. Like I, they're not. It's just like uh, it's they're cool, man. Their cultures are cool. I like the 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 film culture in Korea and Japan. The counterculture in Japan is really interesting to me, especially because Japan has the notoriety of everyone being very conformist, blah blah blah, which doesn't actually seem to be the case. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not like I don't fetishize Asian women or anything. The all beautiful women are all are beautiful all the time. But whatever, I'm sure it just sounds like I'm trying to defend myself. I actually don't care that much. Guess what? I like Japanese and Korean shit. I'm going to continue to do it. Sorry. You heard it. He likes, he likes poop. That's true. That's true. There's some poop jokes in this movie. <laughs> There's a couple. Damn, need me a girl that likes poop jokes. Ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> I want a girl to shit herself sometimes. Oh, shit. The other night. Yeah, you shit yourself? Fucking do moderate to severe doo doo ass. Everyone's got it. All hot girls have IBS, anyways. <clears throat> Anyhow, um, this is kind of related. I don't know. I was watching um Oscar from WWE. You know, Oscar is right. Yeah, sort I was of. Watching her um YouTube channel, Kana Chan. I watch it sometimes. Got a YouTube channel, huh? We're a podcast for. She's had hers for like a decade. She was like, I know, but you know, you know just fucking everybody's got doing it. Well, we need to find a new thing. Uh, what's uh, first ever smoke signal? Discord. Nah, but, people um, do Discord. Yeah, anyways, I fell asleep watching it, and she entered in my dreams, right? She just had a cameo in it, but um, remember Ace Ventura when he would uh, talk with his ass? She talks with her ass, yeah? Yeah, that was going on first. Asuka uh, <laughs> made a cameo in my dream that night where she was showing how she talked with her ass like Ace Ventura. <laughs> I was like, was it- need me a girl like that. <laughs> did she use her regular voice or did she have her own ass voice? Yeah, it was like deeper. It was like Christian Bale doing a Batman voice. This is my butt voice. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming too. Um, I was thinking Thanksgiving is like the worst holiday, right? It's boring. No, it's, it's great because you eat a lot of food. I like yeah, it. but like, you know what would really put Thanksgiving on the map, I think. And I, I think maybe we should be the people to, to do it. Thanksgiving needs its own novelty song like Monster Mash or the Midnight Monster <laughs> Hub. I, I imagine you already have something in mind. Well, I, I, you already have the basic structure, right? It's like a rockabilly song or like surf guitar song. And it just about Thanksgiving. <laughs> Just about Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know. I guess it could, it could be like um the Pilgrim Mash. <laughs> pilgrim Mash. Sounds like you're gonna smash a bunch of pilgrims, which maybe maybe is what we're into. That's all Thanksgiving needs, especially yeah. There's a lot of pushback against Thanksgiving because um it celebrates uh, haters. We'll call them colonial haters. <laughs> Some of the first haters. Mm-hmm. Some of the greatest haters to ever do it. <laughs> but we got to bring it back back around so that people love thanksgiving again and the only way to do that is with the novelty song potato mash there's something there right yeah. there. Potato mash. 
This I was working there. in the kitchen way late one Wednesday. Oh, yeah, you may, you might have something there as like mm-hmm. a like a parody of Monster Mash, huh? Yeah, potato uh, mash, potato uh, mash. Rook Johnson. Well, oh, man, we got a whole thing going here. And then the, we don't need you to make any more music. We got it. We have time to hang up the accordion, Weird Al. Which is the new novelty songwriters on the block, and we're starting. And we with have a concertina. <laughs> I do have a concertina. I know that was the joke. Damn it! Oh, oh listeners, I was when you got it, listeners, I own a concertina. I own a bunch of stupid instruments. At one point, I fancied myself a bit of an artist, an artiste, but then I became a real artist <laughs> in the sense that, like, the whole world is a stage. I'm a performance artist, I would say. Yeah, and you're like the Joker in the Joker movie. Kind of, in that I try desperately to appear normal, except for on this podcast. On this podcast, I get a little loose. I've seen you desperately appear nor try to appear normal. I've been with you in a training class for a job, and you didn't try very hard. I was trying my hardest, just thinking about how awful it would be if I didn't try even that much. (laughs) Yeah, there's, like, acceptable sections of my weirdness that, um, I, just because, like, I'm charismatic and stuff i can get away with them but like a lot if the majority of my weirdness you gotta like date me for a few months and then um man hopefully you can hang in there need me a girl like that i tell you what you sound so appealing right now why wouldn't they i'm sorry i have a cold no i didn't mean that dork that's why i sound crazy because <laughs> of the virus, the virus i don't have covid <laughs> i was gonna be pissed if i had it after all these years oh you took you to your nose chips <laughs> yeah done two of them because you never know right I mean, they probably both still could be wrong, and now I have COVID. I'll have long COVID, and my heart's not going to work right anymore, and I'll have, like, hepatitis C or whatever. Jesus. You have your shots, you'll be okay, probably. Yeah. Who knows, man? Fucking space sweepers. Hey, we were kind of right when we said, this is probably going to be a lot like space truckers. There's a lot of space truckers in here, too. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much you could do with, like, working-class space guys right you know what i mean like fucking yeah what's that uh, anime planeties that it planet times planet where they're like yeah they're garbage really they're like garbage space garbage men um outlaw star but what's this gene blood they're not <laughs> they're not space garbage men and except in the sense that that show stars a bunch of garbage men because it's garbage oh up top Everyone hates all of the stars. Give me high fives in the air right now. I can feel it. Uh, the director of Space Sweepers is a man by the name of... <laughs> That's not his name. His name is Joe Sung-E. <laughs> Ever heard of him? No, I don't think so. Um, all I was trying to teach my kids the difference between Korean, Japanese, and Chinese naming conventions. Uh, Korean and Chinese are kind of similar. Yeah, sort of. Not really. It's kind of like saying... I guess Irish and, Irish and Scottish are way closer than Chinese and, and Korean, I think. Well, so um, the Korean and Chinese are similar. Korean and French are similar. Like, yeah, are, sort of. They're similar in that they, um, uh, for your given name is two syllables and your last name is one syllable, right? Whereas Japanese, you have multi-symbolic symbolic names. And like Thai and stuff too, <coughs> but um, an interesting about Korean names. Now that we're talking about it, is a lot of times um, parents will choose a name that they think is like good name. Like, oh, we're gonna name our daughter uh, Jiho, right? And then what they'll do is they'll bring out the Big Book of Hanja, which is the all the Chinese character characters, right? 
Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll choose a G and a Ho. Like. <laughs> I always want to choose a G and a Ho too. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because there could be like multiple characters for G in Chinese with different meanings, and then more multiple characters for O in Chinese with different meanings, and then they'll just choose ones that they like to put them together so that their name could be like uh, I don't know, powerful mountain or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah, because Chinese characters. <laughs> Are vast and abundant. Mm, yeah, there's a lot of them. That's why I would probably uh, absolutely would learn Korean instead of Japanese or Chinese because uh, Hangul is really easy to learn. Their writing system, Japan still uses a whole bunch of Chinese characters and shit, and they have like four different writing systems. <laughs> Anyhow, um, Joe Sungi uh, directed a movie called The Werewolf Boy, which I watched um, this Halloween season because it's a werewolf movie, so you know, Halloween. And it's all right. The um, main character in it, if you think about it, fucking, she's just, she's a real bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> the movie is um, about a uh, time that she spent with her mother and her younger sister on, like, a farm out in the country where they meet, like, a homeless boy who turns out to be a werewolf. And he's, like, the first, like, real love of her life, right? And, you know, werewolf shit gets into trouble and he has to go run and hide. And she's like, don't worry, I'll come back for you eventually. But... That the most of the movie is her thinking of the past when that happened, right? At the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, this bitch is already a grandma living in the United States, having it with grandkids and blah blah blah. It's been like fucking fifty years, <laughs> and she does eventually come back. And Werewolf Boy's been waiting there the whole time, waiting for her. And it's like she could have let the heat die down six months and gone back, but no, she like fucking. Went to school. Oh, goddamn life. <laughs> had kids, had grandkids, moved to the United States. Like, fuck it. <laughs> what was she doing? She sucks. And then the werewolf boy hadn't aged at all. And he was still like, oh, you're still the beautiful grandma that I've always loved. And it's like, poor werewolf boy. It's like, you fucking werewolf boy. You could have done better for yourself. <laughs> she didn't really love you, werewolf boy. Um, the werewolf boy is a pretty cute movie, though. Um, it is uh, it's shot really well. Everybody, though, so I, no one's gonna watch the Korean shit. <laughs> Kids these I, days. I, I, I said this before, right? Spoiling. If like knowing the end of a movie kind of spoils it for you, then it's probably not a good movie to begin with. Same thing with a book or a TV show or anything. You know, it's it's about the journey, guys. Yeah, I mean, kids today think watching foreign films is pretentious, so, like, no one's gonna watch a werewolf play anyway. Kids today, everybody thought it was pretentious, ever. Yeah, um, anyhow, uh, it's a pretty good movie, though. It's uh, very visually interesting, it's cute, blah, blah, blah. This movie is... It's got a very slick, commercial, expensive Korean film look to it. Like, there's a lot of... Big budget Korean movies that have this look to it. It's also got um, lens flare, which I guess fucking what's JJ Abrams introduced that to Star Trek and like that. Anytime there's space, you can necessarily blame him now, but oh my god, does it feel like that's who started, doesn't it? (laughs) So um, I think the werewolf boy is a little bit better looking than this movie. One aspect of this movie I do like though is um, the CGI is pretty good, but like looks bad in an interesting way to me you know what i mean it like makes it more fun to me that it's not it looks looks different than uh, like um western cgi i guess it was done by a chinese cgi company so it's it's an interesting reprieve from the cgi we're used to it still is just kind of like lame cgi but some of it's okay like some of the space stuff i'm okay i actually like the cgi work there but Mm -hmm. like whenever they show 
Earth or, or planet stuff and they use this UGM. Like, uh, yeah. don't just yeah, like when it's clearly just own and stitch some <laughs> shit together. <laughs> yeah, when it's clearly just like three actors on a green screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it a little bit because it's like fucking Ed Wood old sci-fi type shit. You know what I mean? Like uh, they would just be clearly on a matte painting. Well, yeah. There's even a, there's a little bit of that in like the, some of the action too. I don't know the tone wise. I just feel like they they nail it sometimes and not other times. The with regards to the action, um, uh, Joe Sungi cannot direct action. Like the space, yeah, it's Edward style. The, the actual <laughs> physical action, yeah, the space shit's okay because it's what there's not much it's you CGI. can do. Plus, the CGI team's doing that, right? Yeah, presumably, and it's also like everyone knows like what a space scene is supposed to look like, right? You know, what I mean, they're just flying on a few different axes, shooting laser beams at each other. It's kind of hard to fuck up. But yeah, the the physical action in it is just uh, so fucking boring. Tiger Pock at the end is gonna fight whoever that woman is. I guess she's the woman who was in the zero one um police suit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh and like that fight scene they're like there's build up to it and right? Like, oh this is gonna be some serious shit. And then it fucking sucks. <laughs> they just like get pulled out of the airlock and he cuts their arm off and it like cuts away. Damn, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, there's a the spe- the chase scene of him with him too, right? Where he's trying to catch the girl like, the guy that kidnapped the girl and like the mm. like through the tunnels and like all of a sudden he's there but not there and then he like pops up from behind a, a, yeah, <laughs> like a pillar Teo. or a tube and I'm like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and then Teo just comes out of nowhere and side swipes the guy anyways. And yeah. then <laughs> it's very much like oh yeah, I remember those from Street Sharks when in yeah, 1992. The, the group fight afterwards is just Tiger Pock like uh, pushing people down. <laughs> Yeah, you get out of here. Push. <laughs> uh, they did a great job casting the little girl. Like I said, um, she's so cute. Like my heart hurt most of the movie. You know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. just like, oh fucking, we gotta, we gotta protect this baby. What are you doing? Especially in the beginning when like uh, they just think she's an android and they're being like hella mean to her. It's like <laughs> even if she was an android, it'd be like, well, she seems nice. <laughs> Uh, buh, buh, buh. oh, and then this will be my I don't get it. I would imagine that means that android, you know what I mean? It's a bomb, so I mean, all that was bullshit, anyways. That wasn't real, that was, uh, a little really ex- extreme, con- extremely contrived. I think I had a stroke this morning. You got you got the, the virus, coronavirus. Uh, Taylor's backstory sucks. I mean, it doesn't, it's like good for the movie, but it's like fucking. His life sucked. Because they were like, yeah, he was a child soldier. So that was probably <laughs> terrible for him. And then he uh, saved this little girl and raised her. And then uh, he became homeless because he didn't want to murder kids anymore. And then he was too busy gambling one time. Got his daughter killed. <laughs> that shit Anyways. Is fucking, that's what I mean. Like um, A lot of Korean like media, the um, emotional beats they'll hit for stuff like that is like really like... Real dagger to the heart stuff. You're like, oh no, oh jeez. And then he has like the uh, reconciliation with her at the end of the movie, and it's like, oh lord, I guess I'm fucking crying in the club right now. <laughs> you watch this in the club, huh? In the club, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, sit down. I'm gonna watch this on my phone. Double caked up on a Thursday afternoon. I need me that type of girl. That's the girl I need. 
Uh, we got uh, Kim Terry who plays Captain Zhang. There's a French guy that loves her. His name's like uh, Giuseppe or something, right? Some sort of cliche French name. Uh, Francois. He's all right for um, one of the Western actors. Yeah, he would have been um, better, though, you know, as a real yeah. Francois type. And then uh, Richard Armitage is in it. He plays Elon Musk. He, this bitch wants to get to Mars so bad. <laughs> like, he's already on Mars, but he's he's doing stuff there. Ugh, he's Marsing it up. They're, you know, uh, he's never been making yeah. it anywhere at this point, you know? He, the man can't run a, a social media company. You think he's going to Mars? I love that shit. He overpaid for a social media product that has never once turned a profit. Fucking brilliant, brilliant move. The business. Hey, and in, in, in two weeks, made it cost. It's lost half its value. I mean, it was already worth nothing anyway. So fuck it. Fucking now, rules. It, that's the thing. Now it's worth less than nothing. I mean, all of his companies are really technically worth nothing. So. <laughs> Tired of being sick. And then they have a robot friend named Bubs. Um, Bubs is so fucking powerful that when um, they do the... When when they're attacking like all the spaceships with their harpoon... Or I guess she. When she's attacking all the spaceships with yeah. her harpoon, I was like, why does the evil Elon Musk empire even use like human soldiers anymore? Why don't they just use a bunch of these robots? Use a bunch of Bubses. <clears throat> I I um found Bubs's voice to be annoying in both English and Korean. That was How did you watch the dub? Oh yeah, just to see. I always do on these. You don't? Oh uh, no, I don't ever. So always has a dub now for these these movies because they're trying. You know, obviously, they're trying to get a wider audience. I guess it makes sense, but <clears throat> no, nah, I don't ever watch the dub. Uh, I think Bubs's voice is fine in the Korean version. I guess well, um, I, think I didn't. You're like... wrong. Yeah. Didn't stand out to me as being great. I was so annoyed by the American version. I was like, fuck that Korean version too. But but I guess uh, since uh, clearly Bubs has like sentience and self-aware, I guess probably robots that are that powerful would be kind of dangerous to manufacture and have them do all your crimes, right? Well, well, that's the other question too, because it doesn't make it seem like, it seems odd that Bubs is said self-aware. They obviously have other war robots. It's like, oh yeah, we bought her or him. Well, they say him, don't they, at one point? I don't know. He well, identifies yeah, as a her. <laughs> yeah, they don't They don't seem to recognize her gender. But, uh, so anyways, they, they bought her at, like, a, they say bought her at a garage sale, a rummage sale, or something to that effect. Well, yeah, the, the implication is, like, uh... It's always, like, droids in the Star Wars universe, like, are they sentient, or are they just stuff? Because, mm-hmm. you know, C-3PO and R2-D2, they really seem like they got their shit together. Especially R2-D2, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, like, for sure. He's like, seems like he's, like, the most effective ang- uh, agent of the Rebellion. You know, nothing would get done without him. They, they'd still be stuck on the first Death Star, but like, fuck, who opens this goddamn door? Try did kicking they, it again. Did they explain in Space Sweepers at any point why Richard Armitage is, like, possessed by, like, a demon? I, there's a lot going on in this movie again, and it's, it's I get, I don't think they focus in on a lot of stuff. Yeah. I guess I could just fill in the blanks with my imagination. Like, uh, he's 152 years old, probably doing some weird genetic modification stuff. Got a demon. Yeah, sometimes there's a demon in there, you know? Sometimes, for some reason, it makes him kind of weird. I know uh, Song Jung Gi from the, the Teo. I've seen him in some stuff. I think he's normally in, um, like, dramas, like TV dramas. Not He's not usually uh, the uh, Netflix movie guy. Not usually in movies. Oh, shit. He plays the titular werewolf boy. Ah, you were just talking about werewolf boy. You didn't even, yeah. you didn't even recognize werewolf boy. 
Well, it was that now movie's... Now recognize if you decide if you have Korean face blindness, too, along with your German face blindness. Well, uh, Werewolf Boy is from 10 years ago, and he would have been, let's see, uh, about, like, 19 in that. Oh, don't, you don't argue that to me. I would recognize Corey Feldman at any age. Film uh, criticizes capitalism, if you can believe it, from a Korean movie. Yeah, well, weird. Too. Shockingly. I was thinking since, um... It's always like the lamest, it's like surface level critique of capitalism, though. It's like, ah, capitalism's bad. Well, it's just uh, the, a critique of capitalism that most people can immediately relate to, right? Yeah, because I guess it's, it goes back to your point, they're just kind of making Marvel movies. Well, it's, um, yeah, but Marvel movies are, like, all about American yeah, exceptionalism yeah, you know what I mean? and the military. Like, yeah, no, no, I'm not saying theme-wise, I just mean, like, they're, for, as far as oh, audience, yeah. they're trying to... It's got to be them. as understandable as possible for everyone. Especially for a Korean audience, I was going to say, I think it seems to me in a majority of people in Korea that aren't um, part of like the far right, because obviously they have a far right problem, uh, usually with like young men and no, boys. Are there any problem with women these days? What, in Korea? Yeah. Any misogyny? Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, you can believe it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone seem kind of has an understanding that uh, capitalism, social stratification, the wealth gap is killing everyone, right? In one way or the other. So you see it a lot in Korean media, and uh, yeah, I think it's they're basically just like, <coughs> hey guys, you know capitalism is bad. Here's like a, um, it turned up like one more notch on the dial, right? But I was thinking, um. Because of the recent history in Korea, where a lot of people in South Korea were alive, or their parents were alive, or their grandparents were alive, in <clears throat> under like right-wing dictatorship, extreme poverty, the rise of <clears throat> financial success and capitalism, and then the Asian financial crisis, et cetera, et cetera. Like all this stuff has happened in like the last sixty, seventy years in Korea. So I was thinking, like, what if, if as time passes? If um, you know the world, the culture survives as on the current trajectory, anyways, you know what I mean. Nope. Well, the the population of Korea eventually be more removed from some of the uh, criticism and understanding of like that social stratification, like in the United States, how like we lost like uh, any like radical labor movement over time, and people are pretty just. Yeah. Also, no one really hates Catholics anymore. Yeah, I guess, but I was thinking more about people's material interests. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say because I don't, I don't know. Some of it's coming coming back. Labor movement seems like they're gaining power. Yeah, that, I, I saw that. Um, Blake Masters, uh, he yeah. the guy that looks like his diet consists primarily of spiders. For some reason, he didn't win. No, you know, uh, turns out when you're campaigning, it's mostly about how many machetes you own. Uh, you don't do very well. <laughs> Yeah, people are like, you know what? I don't want to like that serial killer. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, also it kind of helps that Arizona found its new John McCain and he flies spaceships. Uh, yeah, he's an astronaut, so it's like, that's hard to compete with. Except for I saw a meme where they depicted him with a soy face. So for a second, I was like, well. He's an astronaut, though, but this guy he's over here so yeah, that's wearing a, uh, a vest and, and blue jeans, he sure looks cool. Yeah, he's, he had the Wojak face, so... I was like, oh, that, what a sharp piece of propaganda that is. Almost got me. I can't believe it didn't work. 
Uh, yeah, midterm elections. I've, I'm actually a little bit surprised because I Me too, uh, went better than I was expecting. I was expecting to go better than than other people were saying, mm-hmm. but not as well as it's gone so far. Well, I think what's interesting. Or what was cool to me is um, a lot of like the extreme right wing rhetoric that you've been seeing a lot with. I think a lot. It's I think it's a little bit too weird for a lot of people, huh? Yeah, it turns out when you're like, you know, uh, the vote was stolen and Donald Trump's still running president, <laughs> being president from his house in Mar-a-Lago. People are like, oh, that's fucking nuts, man. Or like, hey, we need to inspect every child's genitals to play sports. I think yeah. like a lot of normal people probably like that's kind of fucking weird. Why are you so worried about it? <laughs> well, go go home. So that's cool. Maybe I don't. I don't expect things to get you know any better or anything. But yeah, at least at this point, I don't even know if we're gonna, the Democrats are going to keep the House in the end. So we'll see. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I would expect the, the outcome of that to affect us positively or negatively, anyways. But yeah, you know, because you're always negative about every fucking thing. Presumably, it's not going to get exceptionally worse quite yet. No, we got a couple years before that, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the process of the colonization of Mars in the film has been carried, compared to billionaires prepping for an apocalypse. Apocalypse? Avery, apocalypse. Avery Kaplan of Comics Beat ugh, noted Ooh. that while capitalism may make the members of the Victory crew more likely to go for each other's throats, it can't completely eradicate their intrinsic morality. And pointed to Bub's arc as showcasing the barriers to trans healthcare that exist under capitalism. I think that is a cool aspect of the characters in the movie that um, all of them uh, are inherently good people, <clears throat> and they've become like completely beaten down by the corrupt system, and they're just like completely stagnated until they um, pick up Dorothy, right? And they're like, "Oh, here's something to actually believe in again." So that's pretty cute. That's what I mean. Is it's like real simple shit, but it's not like, oh yeah, this is a meditation about grief because Black Panther died and blah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like real <laughs> universal. What's wrong with gra- meditating about grief over Black Panther? That's I haven't the, seen that movie yet. It's, that's it could be terrible. That's what everyone says about every like Marvel movie that's been made since Endgame. Is oh yeah, it's about grief and trauma and blah. <laughs> Just be about like how kids are cute and people families are nice. Because Thor wasn't Thor Love and Thunder about how kids are cute or some shit and families are great. And I'm still <laughs> at the end of it. I'm like, God damn, this is no, a bad like, movie. Thor and Love and Thunder was about being gay. That's what Taika Waititi said. Uh, it definitely was not about being gay. Yeah, you he said it was super. He, he definitely said it was. Say it was he, he definitely said it didn't say it was about being gay. He did. He did say it was super gay. I think, which de- it's not that either. Uh, There's very little gay in it. Kambole Campbell of Polygon notes that one of the film's most striking elements is its casual multiculturalism. Characters from presumably dissolved nations speak to each other in a mix of their native languages, while English English mostly appears as the language of power and of the film's white antagonists. I saw Blade Runner. I think it should have been a mix of uh, English and Mandarin, like in Firefly. Tell you what now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, Joss Whedon also stole from uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, but in May 2019, the 20- oh, wait, no, also, what's that? What the? What's that tabletop game? Fuck, I can't remember. Um, oh, yeah, um there's a the Cyberpunk one. No, not the Cyberpunk one, but it's like a, it's more a space. Well, sort of Cyberpunk, but more space focused. Well, what's it fucking called? In May 2019, the Chinese multinational entertainment company Huayi Tencent 
invested four point two million in the film. Ten cent. Yeah, of course they got their little fingers and everything, don't they? Uh, the visual effects company Dexter Studios, which is behind the production of films of along with the gods, the two worlds, Ashfall, and Wandering Earth, was hired for Spacey Sweepers. Wandering Earth is a pretty good movie. I think it's on Netflix too. Check it out. If you're not uh, sinophobic, I guess because it is a Chinese movie. <laughs> <laughs> Traveler. It's called Traveler, I think. Traveler. Traveler. It's called Snatcher. No, that's the uh, cyberpunk game that our old buddy. Kojima made. Oh, damn. Did you see that f- fucking Studio Ghibli made some Star Wars shit? Oh, I heard it's awesome. They posted some Star Wars shit on their Twitter. And I'm like, oh, they're probably going to do one of those Tales from the Jedi shits. Is that what it was? Uh, no, it's like some Grogu cartoon or some shit. Oh, well, that's kind of might be cute. <clears throat> nah, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> you are, you're, you're, you're very fragile. If you're, that's, gonna, that's what pushes you over the edge, sir. Yeah, I am. I am they've, uh, they've had their little fingers in some capitalist shit before. Need me a girl like that. Yeah, well. Need me a girl that's got her fingers in some capitalist shit. <laughs> well, you, you were always in the meaning from twice. And oh, she's, she's got her fingers in some capitalist <laughs> shit for sure. Hell yeah, she does. She's the. She's going crazy modeling different products for high end designer brands now. I guess since they renewed their contract, they're letting them do more shit. Damn, Mina, <laughs> need me a girl like that. I gotta wait a few years though until their contract's up. They won't let us love while she's under contract with JYP. That fucking Mooney. Yeah, that's for that's what's stopping you. Yeah, I told you she's it's the fucking the business. Yeah, she. I told you <laughs> she's. She finds a way for you. I told you she's been sending me secret messages in their content. <laughs> you, if you play attention or blinking, it's Morris code for me. Uh, this uh, this is trivia for Space Sweepers. Space Sweepers, a cute little movie. This is what Blockbuster should be like. It's kind of an original idea. I mean, it's just a little bit based off of uh, Cowboy Bebop, but it's uh, original. A lot of based one episode of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, real simple, universal human truths, relatable characters, politics aren't soft, or at least they're politics that I agree with, which is better than what Marvel does. <laughs> um, in Korean... Song Ryo means space victory, literally. Which is that what's on the side of the ship? I'm pretty sure the side of the ship just says victory. I can't remember. I'm gonna look for an image of it. I'm gonna think about Richard Armitage and all the ways I want to punch him. Because they they show it pretty clearly. Once I see it, I can let you know. Because I can read Hangul. I don't usually. I don't always know what it means, but I can read it. Yeah. Okay. That's what it's. Uh, that's that's what reading means. Well, yeah, you um, you know what the the sounds the letters make in English, right? But imagine you didn't like your you could uh, read the word read, but you didn't know what that meant. That's what we got going on here. Looks to me that it just says "sung ri." There's no "o" at the end of it. Got him. So fuck you, IMDb. Quote: Neem wears a sweater with a Napoleon Bonaparte quote in German that says. Oh, the Belgian um, guy. Own champagner kann ich nicht leben. Leben bei Seigen werden ich ihn. Bei Nedergladen, Nederlagen brush ich ihn. Holy shit, the long quote. You can't live without champagne. When I win, I deserve it. When I lose, I need it. That's badass. That's a great quote for a little girl to wear on her sweatshirt. Now bring me my high heels. 
Though the cast is uh, multilingual and have different ethnic backgrounds, this is 100% a Korean movie. Actually, no, it's not. We just learned about Ten Sons involvement. Many of Kim Tae-ri's scenes were omitted from final production in order to rid of inconsistencies between the flow and storyline. According to Kim Tae-ri, while the other characters grow and develop from their backstories through the entire film, her character holds firm to a single belief from the beginning to the end of the film. Yeah, she does. Her character does get passed over a little bit. There, all they have is the cool like police report on it, where she was, she was like a child genius, and she said, "Fuck this shit, I'm killing killing Elon Musk." <laughs> Which is what we can hope from all child geniuses, right? I mean, if you're really a child genius, that's what you should want. Carla Avila, who played as Camila, once said in an interview that she didn't really interact with the cast because she couldn't speak Korean well and had the habit of speaking informally. She often feigned as if she was looking at her phone on set instead. At one point, Kim Tae-ri tried to talk to her in English. That's cool, I guess. Good IMDb facts. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel a little weird, though. Uh, this is the second time where Kim Tae-ri and uh, Yoo Hae-jin uh, reunite. First film they starred in together was 1987, When the Day Comes, where they played as a niece and an uncle. So think about that. Ever heard of it? Ever heard of an uncle? Nope. You know what this movie does that kind of sucks, but is still in the vein of um, a real crowd pleaser and make it safe for everyone? Is after like the devastating flashback where Bubs tells um, about uh, what happened with Teo and his daughter. Uh-huh. The next scene is like uh, Teo doing like some slapstick Comedy shit. Stuff, yeah. yeah, that sucks. Because they're like, oh, we well, got in the mood. I don't know if yeah. you've read Save the Cat, Kyle, but if you have one scene end on a one note, the next scene has to start on a different note. You know, it's it's rhyming, sir. Great visuals can't conceal the weak plot. Protagonists are very cliche. Their background style is stories and personality traits. So is the antagonist. As often seen, big tech company gone bad. It's evilness is poorly motivated. But no, it's not. That's fucking real life, motherfucker. This yeah, guy's an idiot. Would- this guy just sucks Elon Musk's dick. I know it. He's an Elon Musk fanboy. He's like, no, how dare they make a tech billionaire seem like an evil person? Guess what, motherfucker? They all are. Nuh-uh. There's that one guy, you know, the one. <laughs> Which one? I don't know. He's, he's, got, he's got a boat and, a, and he's got a car, but he gave it away because he's like, hey, I don't need, no, I don't need a boat. <laughs> he kills puppies. You know he does. That's not Ross. There's not a good, there's never one's been a single good billionaire. There's probably not even been very many good millionaires. Well, I mean, if I won the lot of that $2 billion lottery, I would have broken the mold. I mean, you would have been a millionaire because uh, he was one billionaire who got taxed correctly, huh? <laughs> got him. No, I would have taken it over 20 years, and eventually I would have gotten to, back to a bill. <laughs> back to a bill. I would have invested it in fucking uh, Tesla and gotten straight through the roof. Billionaire. Yeah, oh yeah. You know me and me and my Tesla. Mm-hmm. Love them shits. <laughs> man, f- <laughs> the f- popular review. Only three stars, but uh, man, fuck Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> a family can be a hot space pirate captain, whiskey mom, a hot tattooed convict, softy dad, a hot troubled rebel pilot dad. Hot, bite-ass, transgender robot mom and their tiny, genetically modified adopted daughter team up to fight eco-fascist Elon Musk and save the galaxy. See, this is what I mean. That's some corny shit that they wrote. That's like um, Tumblr teen shit, but whatever. Um, it's all the themes. 
The good and the evil, everyone understands it outright. It's really easy to catch. Elon Musk, billionaires fucking suck. Working class rules, they all unite to overthrow the evil empire. Doesn't quite work out because at the end of the movie, they're still like, ah, you know, the government's still in power and shit. The corporate government, right? Because they're still like, <coughs> UTC or whatever is uh, investigating and they, they promise to do better. Yeah, we we got this one this time, guys. Don't worry. It was just this one evil CEO. The next guy's gonna be you. Yeah, he's gonna be, be fine. Slightly better. <laughs> yeah, just like remember in. Uh, you know, do they, they do they still have the magic girl that can bring Earth back to life? Like in all those books that I read. Yeah, at the end of the movie, remember she's like, uh, occasionally I have to go to Earth and grow trees and shit. So like, which is what's, like, what's the big deal? Like, it seems like Earth's gonna be back on its feet and, and no smooth sailing from here, huh? The cynic in me is like, that's not what would happen. That fucking UTC would have taken that girl still and like cut her up to see fucking what was going on. Jesus. Well, you won't be around to see it, will you? No, I'm dying. You've been poisoned, sir. <clears throat> this uh, person on Letterboxd named Roshin says 11 out of 10. That's not that's not how numbers work, bitch. <laughs> Dummy. <clears throat> Damn, I need me a girl that doesn't know how numbers work. Oh, no, you don't. Yeah, I, I knew a guy that was <clears throat> married to a girl that didn't seem like she knew how numbers work. And uh, it's, yeah, nothing but problems. She gave away their credit card number several times to fraudsters. Best movie, fuck Elon Musk. Hell yeah. Everyone gets it. Fuck I don't know everyone gets it. Hold on, let me see. Let me go through the my reviews real quick. I need me a girl that hates Elon Musk. Hopefully you find one. You know, I don't know that a lot of girls out there going like, oh yeah, it's pretty great that that billionaire is knocking up all the ladies. I need to get me a dude that looks like that. Dilf Junkie! Junkie! Dilf Junkie? Hell yeah, I need me a girl that loves Dilf Junkie. I don't mean you're not a Dilf though, so you can't get someone's a Dilf Junkie. I am. I just don't More and more this. I'm finding films that don't quite know what they want to be. Oh, maybe this is what I was complaining about. On one hand, this is exactly the kind of drivel that Disney tends to knock out in their sleep. By which I mean that a bunch of lovable rogues who came together from varied backgrounds really get their act together and put their differences aside to protect a cute little girl. Actually, a secret robot weapon of death from the big and evil company with the psycho billionaire boss. You know, he actually seems like he hates it for the reason you like it, but he mm -hmm. also thinks Disney would produce this. All of whom want this little girl for their own nefarious purposes. On the other hand, they use the word fuck as often as casually as possible. I don't really remember that. Uh... A little bit, I guess. No, so no typical Disney fan would be allowed to see this film. Likewise, the visuals here are second note. Here, oh, 2021 no. sci-fi CGI. I think they're oh, the sci-fi channel. But then, halfway through this film, the humor turns into pure Harold Lloyd, Charlie Chaplin, Three Stooges, Laurel and Hardy style. I get the point, dude. Style. Man, why'd you put a hat in a hat? Back. Just like the fucking movie, the movie we were complaining about. You put a hat on a hat here, sir, and then you placed a hat on top of the aisle. It's two hats. <laughs> that dumb bitch wanted to go to Mars. <laughs> Remember that he's like, we could tell by your genetic coding if you're a good person or not. That does sound like some Elon Musk shit. Yeah, it sounds like most shit. It's like, no, no, this isn't, this isn't like, uh, Phrenology, this is, this is real science. Yeah, it's like when he went to Twitter and he's like, I want to look at the code, print it out. <laughs> look at the code. And I give him a highlight. He's like, mm -hmm. numbers, I see some numbers here. Yeah. Anyways, let's finish this review. I don't okay. know how many people are into SF, 
and global conspiracies are also into seeing someone running down some stairs with a bucket stuck on their foot and some laundry on their face. Ever hear the phrase, pick a lane? I guess he's kind of complaining about the same thing. I didn't ever heard of it. Movie, but he really, really seems like he didn't like it. Ever heard Pick of it? Lane. Ever heard, ever of, heard it? of it? After seeing Thor 4, I saw this again. And I think it's super funny. This was on like a 21 million US dollar budget and blows Thor 4 out of the water with visual effects when Thor 4 had 250 million. Uh, Thor's floor. Thor 4. It's the problem with Thor floor. 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 Thor 4. See, I definitely had a stroke today. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. I don't say <laughs> is that uh, it's flat as shit. Like they just nothing look. There's no way it could look interesting because I, I, it just there's nothing going on. The yeah. whole movie sucks. Well, a lot of this movie, um, Space Weepers, is on sets, like actual sets. Like they're in physical environments a lot of the time. There's actually not that much CGI in this movie except for the spaceship. Yeah, it's mostly it's a lot of uh, uh, B-roll that's CGI. Mm-hmm. Whereas Thor 4, I think, um, like, all of it is filmed on green screen, right? Or pretty yeah, close? Yeah, sure felt like it. Yeah. I think legitimately, like, 98% I think some of the shots. <laughs> well, no, like, even, like, the landscape shots and establishing shots they did were, like, CG and stuff. It's basically a cartoon. Um, Captain John got me blushing, and she... Hell yeah, man. Need me a girl like Captain John. Me a, me a pirate girl. Kim Terry, marry me, please. Hell yeah. Need me a girl like Captain John. I'm never going to shut up about this. This is amazing. I can't believe there was a good ending. I'm generally so so shocked out of the trans queen bubs. I love you. Hell yeah, need me a trans queen like bubs. I guess that um actually like it's fine that is a happy ending at the end of the movie. Like obviously it's a crowd pleaser. What are you going to do? You're going to actually all have, have them all die like in a suicide mission. <laughs> That's how Toy Story three should ended. I do like that um. They are just straight up going to go on a suicide mission. You know what I mean? Like, it, it does complete the arc for, especially Teo's character, where it's like, well, fucking, yeah, man, do the right thing, you bitch. Come on, bitch. Yeah, do the right end bitch. of Serenity 2, and they, they also go on a suicide mission, so they're just copying Joss Whedon again. They, uh, Joss, no one knows who Joss Whedon is in Korea. I oh, interviewed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they interviewed all the Koreans. They're like, yeah, we, know, we don't know who Joss Whedon. They call and ask um, the government of Korea. And I was like, hey, you guys know Joss Whedon is? Like, nope. Space Sweepers, I like it. I give it 8 out of 10. It's not like, it's dumb. Oh, yeah, it's got a lot of problems. I've, I've loved it for some reason. I don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah, just, we're like, good. I'm on my Kriaboo shit. It's like, uh, yeah, this movie's fucking, it's fun, man. It's got a trans robot, a cute little girl. Um, It's got a uh, captain. She's Kim Terry. She's cute. Got a... Uh, Tao, he's uh, his his life was incredibly tragic. I don't know. Yeah, it's just no um, one said that about Raiden in uh, Metal Gear Solid. He was also a child soldier, and then he turned into a robot. Yeah, but he became really badass. <laughs> Tao doesn't even he can't even afford shoes, my dude. Shoes, ever heard of him? No, I don't like them. I try not to wear them as often as possible. I've been wearing slides because I gotta have socks on because it's been kind of cold out. Slides with socks? What are you, a fucking middle-aged dad from Missouri? What? Everyone wears socks and slides. What are you talking about? Ugh, gross. Socks and uh, slides. I make fun of you so much when I was eight. Can't be walking around getting my socks dirty. It's cool that it got cold way early this year, but it is uh, interesting that it's like 10 degrees cooler than average this time of year. I, uh, I don't is. think it's so interesting as it is climate change. 
change. Climate know. change. I can't wait for climate change because I'm gonna move to space with fucking Kim Terry and need me a girl like Captain John. <laughs> move to space with Captain John and try to kill Elon Musk. Woo! Need me, <clears throat> need me a girl that smells like Five Spice. I need some wonton soup. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> what are the Five Spices? Cinnamon, uh, white pepper. <laughs> uh, shit, I forget they got cloves. Is cloves, one of them. Fuck, I don't remember uh, the three spices. Uh, Chinese cinnamon, fennel seeds, star anise, and cloves. One, two, three. That's only four. And then white uh, pepper. Must I believe, be white but... pepper, yeah. Oh, it can be a bit of a wild card between ginger, white pepper, and uh, Sichuan peppercorn. Ah, fair enough. I feel like Sichuan peppercorn Sichuan. and white pepper are actually kind of a similar flavor. I don't know about uh, ginger. I don't know. Ginger is a different flavor. Yeah. Hell yeah. Chinese five spice. Need me a girl whose house smells like Chinese five spice. Said, need me a girl with who's got a big butt. <coughs> <coughs> Uh, so yeah, I've been dropping hints throughout the podcast of the type of girl that I need. I say, need me a girl, and then something. If you, yeah, you have some f- really divergent uh, need me a girls in there, honestly. Yeah, but if you you fit if you fit these criteria, send an email to probably Kyle at mcventureproductions dot com. It's winter time. Let's get married. Uh, as soon as Mina's contract runs out, though, I'll we'll have to get divorced. So I can marry Mina. I've been sending her brain signals. Completely normal. Everything's mm-hmm. okay over here. Don't yep. uh, don't worry about it. We're Things fine. Been... Don't have anybody look into it. We don't want to end up playing up like that one dude who followed the lesbian around because he's like, oh, I'm going to make her straight by making you listen to Maroon 5 or some shit. No, it's because she, she's been corrupted by um, wokeism. They didn't, the lesbians didn't exist before 1999 or something. Yeah, that's, I think that's right. I think Angelina Jolie invented them. But how did Maroon 5 come into it? They're all lesbians. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Space Sweepers, I love it. Sean thought it was okay. I think 6 six out of 5. Or 6 out of 10. 6 out of 5? Yeah, you should play it. I'm going to math again. Uh, no, I was going to say 6 or 6 and a half, not 6, six, six out of 5. Uh, <laughs> Me and Roisin agree. 6 out of 5. <laughs> yeah, I think um, 8 out of 10. Elon Musk, good math. I think if I watched it like any other week, it'd probably be different, but um, I've been really in my feelings this week. You need me a girl that understands my feelings. Dude, um, shut up. So it was like, uh, I was like, oh man, you gotta protect the baby. It's important to protect babies. Family's important. The unite the working class solidarity. Let's all protect each other's families. I don't know. Some weak person. Some soft shit. Maybe I'm just getting old and soft. I don't know. need me a girl <laughs> who's a psychologist. Figure it out. Uh, next week. Well, we watch it next week. What the fuck? Oh shit! Was I supposed to pick one? There's something Let's out next week. Let's shit. watch it. Let's watch the thing next week. Let's there's, not, there's not shit coming out next week. There's they gotta save it. Out. They gotta save it for December. Mm, my father's dragon. That's my, well, father, you know what? my father's dragon. We're definitely. You know what? We're watching a Christmas movie because someone mentioned this one, and uh, it's called Fallen for Christmas. We're watching Fallen for Christmas. <laughs> Fallen for Christmas? I think we should watch Christmas from now until Christmas. That's like that's like four or five weeks of Christmas movies. Let's do it. Alright. Falling for Christmas? Oh yeah, look it up. Lizzie Lohan's in it. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, she's back. Alright, yeah, it's Christmas time. Ring a ding ding a ling ring ding ding a ling. Fucking man, I I need a wife. I need me a girl, that's my wife for Christmas. <laughs> 
Lindsay Lohan, maybe. Yeah, we'll watch Fallen for Christmas next week, starring Lindsay Lohan. I'm glad she's back. I had no idea. I'm happy to see her. Uh, in the meantime, go to VHSKVLT.com. You can listen to some other podcasts. Uh, I'll never be canceled. Don't even bother scouring through them for anything to cancel me for. You, I'm completely open and honest about how strange I am. I will not be canceled. I refuse it. I also don't have a career for you to cancel anyway, so good luck, fuckers. They're going to get you a career going, and then they're going to cancel you. Fucking <laughs> Just right when you think you're getting set, they're going to pull the rug right off from under you. Damn, need me a girl to pull the rug right off from under <laughs> 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 Oh, God, I'm going to die. All right, uh, yeah, VHSKVLT.com. Listen to other podcasts. Tell your friends and family about it. Tell your crushes. Tell the ops. Tell the haters. We tell them we're out here. We're doing it. No one's ever reviewed Netflix original films like this before. We're the best. Turkeys, Kyle. Uh, Sean, uh, Capicola, um, Salami. stuffing Sean. You know, you gotta be uh, Thanksgiving food. Oh, gotta be somewhere Italians are eating cold cuts for Thanksgiving. You're, you're butternut Sean. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what's terrifying. What's butternut squash? I've never seen it in my life. You have two. Mom's definitely made it before. Oh, she usually cuts it up though, so you don't really know what it looks like. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, Thanksgiving for Americans. Happy the Canadian Thanksgiving. I think it's around the same time. Um, Boxing Day or something. And they box. I don't know. The rest they do of the, the world. Uh, wrestling Day. Fucking Merry Christmas and shit, I guess. We're um, going to fall for Christmas next week, and you're going to fall for Lindsay Lohan all over again. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I love Christmas, I guess. And I don't, every year I try to be like, oh, I'm going to really get in the Christmas spirit. I'm going to really We're go doing for it. it. But I, every year I'm like, oh man, I really need me a need me a wife, need me a Christmas wife. That's what I want for Christmas. Let me get well, a wife for Christmas. Get out, get out there on the apps. That's how kids are doing it these days. Meet someone, especially you know our age. You don't want to meet someone in a bar. They're gonna be weird. Merry Christmas, via content sewer. See you next week. Fallen for Christmas. Crispo, Crimbo.